The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me once again via social distancing is none other than the Life with Jenner G's, Jen Elise Felding. Hello, guys. How are you? On, How are you? I, I, I don't think... This is live on tape, so if they speak back to us, we can't hear them because they're replying to us in the future. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Um, on this week's show, we're going to have um, Dominic Definition Man Soprano from Pronto Comics with his comic pick of the week, part three, number three, of uh, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino's uh, interview with uh, Lauren Malloy and another Jay Bird and Lee segment. Before we do any of that, we're going to take it away with the news. And it is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official show of the... Big Apple Con. I messed that up. Wow. I haven't messed that up in so long. And I've been saying it for about, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Um, for more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com and uh, look up their stuff and find out about more of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that just happened. Um, and also, I want to give out shout outs. For our Patreons, of which they are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unji Kun, Shadow Rabbit Art, and The Huracan, which is a convention in a church in Long Island. You want to get your own little shout-out? Go to www.patreon.com and go to the search bar and look up in K for the radio. Man, I am messing it up this week. See, maybe uh, we should switch one time. You should read all this stuff. Sure. That's that will be a plan for uh, a future show. Or you could even decide to read the next one, and I will. All right. So, uh, well, we have to start off with the sad news. So you want to start us off with the sad news, Jennifer? You start us off. Okay. So, sad news. Uh, Japanese actor and singer Mirua, or Miura Hamura died recently from suicide. He hanged himself. His body was discovered by his manager, who had checked up on him after he did not arrive for work as scheduled. Miura was most famous for being the star of the live-action adaptation of the series Attack on Titan. In addition to the aforementioned role, Miura uh, appeared in such productions as Catch a Wave, Kimi ni Todoki, Harlock, Space Pirate, Five Minutes to Tomorrow, and Little Nights. Oh, wait. Little Nights Love. Wait, Little Nights, Little Love, there it is, and Little Nights, Little Love, just to name a few. Um, this is how we're going to start off the show. This is kind of depressing. <laughs> this is how you start off your show by listing people who died? Is that what you do, Mark, to your all your listeners? Is this um, the first time you're here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just reenacting uh, last week, Burrell, Burrell Studios. When he was here, he said, this is how you start your show off, by listing who died? I thought that was so funny, because I... <laughs> 
that's my exact thought about the show as well. It's like, this is how we're going to start. It's like the opposite of, are you ready to rumble? It's like the opposite. It's like, guess who died? Well, as I've mentioned many a times when anybody brings this up, as I did when Jared was a award-winning director, Jared Burrell was a guest, um, we, were, we used to end the news with the sad news. Right. And then um, somebody was like, hey, why don't you start with the sad news and you have no place else to go but up. Right. That's true. So, there you go. That's true. You're right. You're right. Um, he was a, a baby. He was only 33. Yeah, that's really, really sad. I don't have a punchline for that other than, why the heck are we starting the show with such downer news? <laughs> Deja vu a little bit. For a host, it makes it tough because you know I want to get all amped up. It's kind of want that dopamine flowing through my system, and this just it just makes me want to cry. Okay, see. So, all right, here's what we're gonna do. When when you do the news, you can see it in any order you want. No, I'll just say the sad news, but I'll say it really jolly. I'll be like, "That's who died." I'll make it all jolly. That's what. That's what. It's the party. People died. All right, you know, all right, here we, all right. I'll do it like that. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Challenge accepted. Next bit of news. More right. sad news. <laughs> Actress Phyllis Gian Somerville also died this week. As oh. of this recording, no cause of death has been announced. <laughs> it is more uplifting. I like it a lot. Phyllis appeared in such films as The Imposters, Curtain Call, Simply Irresistible, The Sleepy Time Gal, Swim Fan, Little Children, Broken English, The Brooklyn Heist, Forgetting the Girl, The Double, and Our Souls at Night, just to name a few. On the small screen, Phyllis appeared in such shows as Law and Order, NYPD Blue, Homicide, Life on the Street, Third Watch, I love that show. As the World Turns, Kidnapped, Life on Mars, CSI Miami, House of Cards, The Blacklist, Netflix Daredevil, The Outsiders, and Madam Secretary, just to name a few. Yeah. Is that better? Honestly, I have to say that was really kind of energizing, and I feel more like, yeah, go and get them, pal. Go and get them. not like, you should just... Maybe give up now. Like, let's not even do the show. Let's just give up. Like, I don't even know what we're doing. Everyone's dying. Everything's dying. Everyone's going out of business. Why are we doing this? Well, it's much better. I'm amped up. It helps. Well, this is the sad news portion. I know. Um, she... It's not bad. It's just sad. That's all. It's sad. She was a, uh, a spry 76. Mm, sad news is sad. That's all I'll say. All right. So let's, let's uh, end it with the last bit of sad news. I believe it's the last bit. Uh, yes, last bit of sad news. All right. Um, <clears throat> Galen George also died recently of cancer. Uh, while perhaps best known for her role in a TV series Mantis, Galen also appeared in such shows as... Oh, I didn't edit it right. Ha-ha! <laughs> um, Fantastico 6, The A-Team, Amazing Stories, Jake and the Fat Man, A Different World, Twin Peaks, Hangar Mesa Cooper, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Xena Warrior Princess, Living Single, Hercules Legendary Journey... Star Trek Voyager, Crossing Jordan, Porks, Porks, Parks and Recreation, How to Get Away with Murder, just to name a few. 
on the big screen, Galen appeared in such films as Stranger in Paradise, America 3000, The Malibu Bikini Shop, a movie I want to see now, The Wizard of Speed and Time, and I, I loved that movie, Wizard of Speed and Time, uh, Dance Academy, Robocop Part 2, Point Break, Judgment Night, Temptation, and The Wrong Friend, just to name a few. The Malibu Bikini Shop kind of sounds like the opposite of what I'm shooting this weekend, which is like a bunch of cute guys on a boat. And the Malibu bikini shot would be a bunch of cute girls, you know, in, on land. So, so are you going to be in a bikini in this shoot? I don't know. I, I guess it depends on how uh, exhibitionist I want to be on Saturday. I'm not sure. Well, if you are, I say you should post some pictures on our Facebook page. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You know what? I should. People keep telling me I am supposed to be show yourself more as part of the job. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, she was a uh, spry 55. All right. Let's move on to some good news. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's good, but it's not sad. So they're not sad news. Is it annoying and enraging? Because there's other bad things. <laughs> that's, bad. that's true. That is very true. Let's see. Uh, from the This Is The Worst Giveaway Ever department. None other than the U.S. Army has come under fire, haha, for running fake controller giveaways that redirect their viewers from Twitch streams to their Army recruitment page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I'll talk. I got okay. According to reports, seems that the giveaways, which took place, quote unquote, repeatedly in chat, offered viewers a chance to win an Xbox, Xbox Elite Series 2 controller by clicking the accompanying link. Uh, doing so would send viewers to a recruitment page with, quote, no additional mention of a contest, odds, total number of winners, or when the drawing will occur, unquote. Uh, after multiple complaints, the giveaway was removed. And as a side note, because I found this out afterwards, the controller doesn't even exist. <laughs> Oh my god. This is literally the this is the weirdest this is literally taking guys who are sitting playing video games playing oh I love playing video games. You know what else kinda goes with video games? Uh maybe going to war. <laughs> I mean these guys literally think they're gonna get a controller to play more video games, but they're going to end up shipped off to war without video games if they follow this link and get duped. Like what? That's a crazy redirection. And, and obviously a lot of people did it because there were tons of complaints about it. Like if no one did it, there wouldn't have been any complaints. I wonder who actually signed up for the army after doing it. Could you imagine? Well, you know, it might be like the, the fry theory. You know, you ask enough people they want fries, you're going to sell a couple of fries. Um, <laughs> that is true. It is just a very funny thing. It's not like guys were getting up in the morning. And I guess it's supposed to target losers. Because who's playing video games? <laughs> The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily. You and I know that own businesses and pulling in like twenty thousand a week, like crazy numbers, and then the guys are no play video games, and it's just a different type of guy. So maybe they're targeting losers to be in the army. That's my hypothesis. It's got to be. Okay, I'm I'm gonna leave that one alone. Twix, Twitch, Twix. Okay, try it again. See you threw me so bad. All right, Twitch. Executives say, per our terms of service, promotions on Twitch must comply with all applicable laws. This promotion did not comply with our terms, and we have re required them to remove it. So it's gone forever, no contest anymore. Even though it wasn't a contest to begin with. 
Alright, moving on. <laughs> From the PC D&D department. Wizards of the Coast, the company behind the role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons, has added disclaimers to some of their older books, supplemental merchandise still on sale on their website. The disclaimer reads, <clears throat> We recognize that some of the legacy content available on this website does not reflect the values of Dungeons & Dragons franchise today. Some older content content may reflect ethnic, racial, and gender prejudice that were commonplace in the American society at that time. These depictions were wrong then, and they're wrong today. This content is presented as it was originally created because to do so otherwise would be the same as claiming these prejudices never existed. Um, this action comes after many companies from all aspects of life are editing and removing any content that is now perceived as quote-unquote offensive, and seeing how, as most notably, their Oriental adventure books were, quote, written by white men, unquote, they decided to act accordingly. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Dungeons & Dragons is a fantasy tabletop role-playing game originally published in 1974 where players engage in quests on various realms. So are they actually pulling the video game, or are they just kind of saying, "I'm oh, sorry"? So they're instead, so they're they kind of playing both, you know, both uh, sides of the field. They're saying right. that we're sorry, but they're saying right. that we don't want to do cancel culture. We don't want to remove it because doing so right. we feel is wrong. So it's right. there, and we're going to put a disclaimer on all stuff that may offend you. <laughs> that's what I thought. Okay, I wasn't sure, and I was like, well, that's actually, I respect that. I respect it, and that's what I would do." Exactly what I would like, you know, we didn't know better at the time. Maybe we did, but we're gonna pretend we don't. And I'm not taking it back. I like the fact that they are towing the line, which, which is what we were saying people should do. But uh, sales will dictate if that's the right action. Because if the sales are good, then everybody right. else will be like, "Hey, we should do that too." Exactly. Just, just let people go with their money. That's it. Yeah. Don't just take people out and think that they should be because they want to play God. They don't even know what God is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, moving on. From the doubling down department. Actress Javicia, J-A-V-I-C-I-A, Javicia? Javisa? Yeah. You want to try it? Uh, No. No. Javicia Leslie has been cast to take over the title role in the CW series Batwoman. She'll play the lead character uh, named uh, Ryan Wilder. Uh, Javisa, sorry I'm mispronouncing your name, I probably am, says, I'm extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. And as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been a, such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ community. Uh, for those of you who aren't paying attention, the original actress Ruby Rose had left the show, and the showrunners had announced that they wanted another LGBTQ-friendly actress to star in the series. Uh, no word of, as of yet, when the production will resume filming. Well, I gotta just say this actress. I wish I was, like, 100% bisexual, because that would make life a lot easier. You can choose from everybody instead of, like, nobody. So, um, like I said, very lucky. I, I, I wish I was fine. So, while, yes, it is good, 
this goes back to what we were saying, or what I was saying, a couple of uh, shows ago. I was like, why do they have to make a standout that she's black and that she's part of the LGBTQ community? Why does she have to announce that part? Because uh, they should hire the person best suited for the role. She doesn't have to announce that she is. She'd just be like, I'm glad I got the job. Let's carry on. You're right. You're right. Like, I don't get the job. Be like, oh, I like blondes. I'm so glad. You know, like, well, or boy, blondes, brunettes. I mean, it's essentially uh, hyperbole of the same thing. So why do you have to announce that? But the funny part is I do announce that. <laughs> so, it's, it's, yeah. it's, um, I, I'm going to just say this one more time because it's what I say. If somebody said, hey, Mark, you are going to get this job of writing a comic book about Spanish people or a TV show about Spanish people on this person who's a better writer than I am just because I'm Spanish, I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because I would probably be the worst representation of Spanish people. Like, I don't understand how me being Hispanic has anything to do with what I bring to the table as my talent. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100%. And I don't know about being Jewish. I, I, I technically, I don't claim it because people are different. They start putting you in this group and assuming things, and I don't really fit into those assumptions. And not for nothing, um, Jim Parsons, Big Bang Theory, Neil Patrick Harris, How I Met Your Mother, Doogie Howser, both gay, not playing gay guys. So does that mean that they should have been like, oh, I don't want to, I cannot play this straight character anymore. Only a gay person should be in this character. It's just one of those things where I understand what they're trying to do, but putting a spotlight on it and making it a thing, I think, makes it worse. I guess Shakespearean really would have been a problem. Man dressing as woman, that's, that's really taking people's roles away. And like I said, it's nothing against her at all. Like, good, good she got the job. Good job. I hope the show does well. If, I, yeah. if it's good, I'll watch it. If it's not, I won't watch it. That's the end of my input. But to them, they, oh, it's the first black woman, the first... I, I, I don't like that. Yeah, I know. It's very divisive. Alright, so uh, last bit of news. Speaking of, speaking of divisive, we'll, we'll end up with a bang. Uh, from the Did You Really Have to Go Department? Due to the ongoing pandemic, Hong Kong's Disneyland is reportedly shutting its doors for a second time due to a rec uh, recorded, here we go, recorded 52 new cases of coronavirus. 52! Just 52. Um, while in Florida, Disney World remains open and is now banning all visitors from eating or drinking in any place while walking around the theme park. Wow. Okay, that's going to be weird. Disney says, <clears throat> fresh coverings are required for all guests ages 2 and up and cast members. Please bring your own face covering and wear them at all times, except when dining or swimming. You may remove your face covering while actively eating or drinking, but you should be stationary and maintain appropriate physical distancing. You know what's funny? I thought about this, and I was like, situation, I'm just going to eat all this. <laughs> you don't have to wear a face mask while you're eating. Just yeah, but you, you can't move. <laughs> well, that's the problem. You have to remain stationary when you're eating. That's what they said. Yeah, that's wild. So essentially, you, you listening to this in 2035, 2040, just was born yet, doesn't know what this is. This is a Twilight Zone. We're, we're talking to the Twilight Zone. 
it's getting spot in the kitchen, it's spoiler doom. Everything is up and down, everything's inverted. Things are crazy right now. Carry on. I agree 100%. And I think we also, it seems like we keep on hitting the same, the same notes with these shows because it's pretty much the same type of news we've been getting. Um, just because it's open, you don't have to go. Like, how badly do you need to go to do this for them to have all this, all this uh, restrictions in place? Yeah, I know. That's where I'm. I, I, I like simplicity. I so many things that I do that I don't really need external stimulus. I just but uh, if I have to wear a face mask, I'm not going. That's pretty much the rule. If you come over, hang in my backyard and social forty feet away, and working I'm like, you know what? I'll just see you. Like, like I'm not doing that, though. You're really breaking up. Why don't you try repeating that one more time, a little clearer? <laughs> Yes, try now. Okay. I was just saying that, um, basically, uh, it, I'm not just, I'm just not going to do a lot of things if it requires a face mask. I mean, I, I'm not going to jump through hoops and bend over backwards and forwards and, you know, carry bags of masks and stand in place for hours. I, to do all this. Anyway, I said it once. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> it wasn't that good anyway. We'll just edit this part out. We'll just edit this part out. It's not that interesting. Um... Say it a second time, I'm bored. <laughs> there, there <laughs> you know was, I mean? I'm bored with it. There was a convention recently that they decided to go forward with their event. And they required every attendee to sign a waiver saying that if they get sick, don't blame the, the convention. Right. Okay, sure. And I'm thinking, all right, if I need to go to a place where they have to make me sign a waiver... I don't need to go to that place. Exactly. Exactly. It's just its just not that interesting. It's not that necessary. I'm fine with just putting everything on hold until April 2021. Like, I, I, I don't get bored. And what's interesting about that is that there were people on, you know, on social media saying, yeah, I can't wait to go. And other people were like, what are you crazy going? And the event organizers were like, well, what do you mean? We're doing all of the stuff that we're going to do anyway. We just want you to sign a waiver. Like, they, like the three parties did not understand each other. So I'm going to put it in terms like this. Let's see, let's see how well this goes. If you're going to take an airplane, right? Stuff can happen on the airplane. We already know this. And the airport people are trying their best to make sure stuff doesn't happen. Correct? I hope so. But... If at any point in time you're going to get on a plane and they make you sign a waiver, you're going to be like, well, why do I need to sign a waiver for? And like, well, we're doing the same thing. We just want you to sign a waiver. Right. That's what's happening. And like, it doesn't, the, the fact that you have to sign a waiver, despite the fact that it may or may not be relevant, but the fact that you just have to sign it makes it more dangerous than it is. It makes it appear to be more dangerous than it is. So I think that if any place, I'm surprised that Disney isn't making you sign waivers because I don't think people would go in that case. Maybe that's why they're not. So, yeah. So that's it for the news. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, kick it to our break? Uh, this whole world's upside down, and I gotta tell you that this watermelon I'm eating just tastes exactly like Ralph's ices. It's delicious, 
because if anyone ever asks you to water pick your teeth, do it, or you might lose that friendship. So is uh, Ralph's Ices, Ices from Long Island a uh, sponsor of uh, the Life with Jenner G's uh, website? <laughs> no, I just really like them. Sometimes I like things, and it might seem like they're my sponsor, but I just have a true love and passion for some things in life. All right, fair enough. So that's it for the uh, news. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. What's up, guys? This is Kari Payton, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio, so keep listening. New comics are back at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. And now get ready for Joker War from DC Comics. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 7, Thursday from 2 to 7, Friday from 2 to 7, and Saturday from noon to 5. So if you want the latest Marvel DC image or independent comics, comic book supplies, back issues, or magic cards, please call Chuck at 516-763-1133 for all the details. Thank you and stay safe. Now, back to our show. Hey, we're back. This is part three of the Lauren Molloy interviews. And this is this is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. So here we go with part three, the Lauren Molloy interviews. And I'm here with the lovely Lauren Molloy, which is a good thing since it is the Lauren Lauren Molloy interviews. It's good to be here with Lauren Molloy. I I want to to be with Bette Davies. Yeah, I'm trying to just make up for all the words I'm slurring now. Um. (laughs) Anyway, in this. These this interview, I want to talk to you about your game show. Oh yeah! Oh my God, I can't wait to hear this. Tell us about your game show. <laughs> my game show is called Let's Party with Loren. Oh yeah, thirsty. Is there, is there the oh yeah in there? I should be right. I feel like every time I announce it, even in a promo, I think it might be in there. It's let's party with Loren at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Oh yeah, let's party with Loren. I feel like I listened to the Duff guy from The Simpsons too long. Duff beer, all right. So now it's let's party with Loren, all right. Uh, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all right. Or you can go with the Kool-Aid thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, that breaks stuff. That breaks stuff. Did you see Family Guy? He broke into the courtroom. He was just like, oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> we digress. Tell us we about it. <laughs> no more wine before interviews. Um, so let's party with Loren is on Thursday nights at eight p.m. Like I said, it's about a, it's an hour from eight to nine Eastern Standard Time, and it's a game show that is unlike anything else because I felt like been there, done that, not going to do it again, might as well make it something interesting, so from 8 to 9 o'clock, we'll have drinks, and it's 420 friendly, so, you know, each guest, if they want, they're more than welcome to drink, or smoke, or have an edible, or whatever, and we play different kind of games, strange stuff, as well as letting the guests promote whatever they're doing, or, you know, whatever's going on with their career, and I'm the host, so I get to ask all the questions and hear all the strange, fun crazy answers to my questions. Mwahaha. No. So, 
<laughs> so we'll all be able to have a drink together, have some snacks, maybe, you know, smoke a bowl or a blunt, depending on people's preferences. Uh, and if you're not 420 friendly at all, you can still watch my show. It's still a lot of fun. Don't worry. It's cool. We'll get you into it at some point. Maybe you'll win a giveaway and win some little tasty edible or something. But yes, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from 8 to 9, we're going to have a game show where we talk and have a little bit of fun just to just distract from the reality and the sadness. Yes, we need to pay attention to it. Yes, we need to be talking about it and fighting against all the problems we got. But at the same point, I have always believed that if you don't take a break from it, if you don't find something to release your mind from all the chaos and stress of reality, it literally kind of poisons and kills your body and your soul and your mind. Stress causes, you know, so many issues that for me, that's why I started writing books. That's why I started making movies. And that's why I've been talking for years that I was going to start a game show. Well, then we got stuck in quarantine and I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm going to do a game show streaming live. Fine. From our bedrooms. Why does it matter? So the first episode we did um, was released this past Thursday. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram. You could also find it on YouTube, Let's Party with Loren. And I, I dedicated my first episode to Black Lives Matter because right now, uh, as we know, it's 2020 and we're still dealing with racism and that makes me sick to my stomach. I have so many friends and I've been brought up in so many communities where it just boggles my mind that anybody bases any decision on the melatonin of somebody's skin versus action deeds and words. So I was like, you know what, we're all stressing out, we're all trying to, you know, wanting, wishing to tap out on this world, we're all depressed, we're all upset, we're all angry, we need a break. And that's why I'd signed Let's Party with Loren, because I'm zany, I'm weird, I'm crazy, I'm certifiable. No, Not at all. I don't find you that way at all. <laughs> Neither does the government when they gave me my, no, anyway. <laughs> but with the game show, very often maybe the games will be different, yeah. but... It'll all have the same feeling. It's about just taking a break, having a little fun, forgetting about the, the BS going on in the world or the legit real non stuff that we need to clear up, but you just can't do it 24 hours. I'm an empath. I can't deal with the horror show that we deal with 24 hours. I need a break. I need cartoons. I need a bowl. I need a blunt. I need a drink. I need a game show. I need to laugh. I need you, to be you silly. You need stress management. You need stress management. And let me tell you, cannabis can heal your stress management issues. You have PTSD, it can fix it. You got depression, it can make it better. Now, you know, all those things. So not only are we going to talk about whoever our guest is and what they're promoting and what they're doing with their life so that way they can get it out a little bit since all our cons and conventions have basically been canceled you might as well be able to be like hey everybody this is what i do versus hey i wish i had a table again um play some strange games and you know when the hour's over you had an hour of break from the scary reality versus the silly nonsense we do Hey, how could you beat that? I mean, you're going to watch Match Game. You're going to watch, you know, Family Feud. You're going to watch that stuff, but you're not going to watch mine. Shame on you. Mine's good, too. <laughs> it's something a little different, you know? And, and I'm telling you, and just for legality purposes, <laughs> you will not be able to smoke the bowl unless you have your medical marijuana card. 
I don't agree. It's fine. You're on your screen. I'm trying to help you out, Illinois. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I have my medical marijuana card from New York State because I have that many health issues. Like I said, I have stress-induced seizures um, as well as fibromyalgia and some other stuff. So I'm legally allowed. I have my card. But for me, it's not about whether it's legal or not. It has to do with the fact of I'd rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And... When I was 25, the government and doctors and all this stuff put me on all sorts of medicine and all this stuff and kept trying to tell me how cannabis will be horrible for me. And I almost died from everything they did. My brain rotted from all the meds they put me on. I was bedridden, and I had a friend that knew me my whole life. And I always said, you know, stay away from cannabis. I never went near it because I was afraid it might cause more because I was lied to, like we all were. The propaganda, just so that they can make money off paper products. Do you realize we're actually drinking out of paper straws instead of hemp? Just for the sheer fact of otherwise they'd have to admit they were wrong. That's some nonsense. So, you know... The 420 aspect of it really is your own preference. When a guest comes on the show, if they want to smoke, that's great. If you don't, that's fine. If you don't believe that's something for you, that's great. I would have been dead already. We've never had this conversation except for a friend who found out I was supposed to be in a hospice within a few weeks and dead by in a few months. Literally watched me have a seizure and forced weed down my throat. Basically smoking. I'm not saying like literally buds down my throat. But he blew smoke down my throat and within seconds my seizure stopped. That's at 26. I'm about to be 36 in October. So I've always had this thought of, you know, let's have a fun show. Let's ha- let's do some zany, you know, games, as well as reminding everybody that the propaganda you've been fed isn't the same truth as what's going on, because otherwise I'd be dead and in a grave, not right. sitting here talking with you about, let's party with Loren at 8 o'clock at night, Eastern Standard Time. Right. <laughs> you know? So now I have to remind everybody that this, which is also my opinion, because even in the late 60s, early 70s, we were saying make this legal. Um, it's our opinions. Uh, the government is, is in, in most states agreeing with us now, uh, except for New York. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, although you're hearing this, it's a very, it's a very interesting reality that is, that is soon to be here. Yeah. Um, actually, I am one of the studies they sent to the Congress, the Senate, and all other departments because my brain was at the level of an autistic seven-year-old. I was bedridden because my body wouldn't work. We're all on prescribed medication from a doctor. I was not doing anything illegal. Um, I was trying to think that doctors just knew what they were talking about when they don't always. And um, to have my whole body be you know, completely destroyed like that and then rebuilt. I mean, my brain's healed. My body healed. And I always say, just because you won't, don't disrespect somebody who will. Just because you want to take a pill from a doctor and I want to smoke doesn't mean my way is wrong and your way is right or your way is wrong and my way is right. Every single human being takes things in a different way. That's why we have side effects that some people don't get and some people do. We need to stop doing our prejudice and judgment based on just because you will doesn't mean I have to. What happened to land of the free? What happened to this isn't harming me? 
but yours works. How come we can't both be wow. equally allowed to live and survive? So that's actually one of the reasons I did the show was this way. If somebody is making, you know, a CBD gummy, well, okay, look, come on the show. We'll play some silly games. We'll laugh a bunch. We'll drink some stuff. And then you go, hey, guys, listen, I was, you know, a paraplegic, and then I took this, and now I'm walking again. Yeah. Well, let's let's go over again. Well, all... all very legitimate uh, gripes. Uh, let's and besides, I have to mention your cre creative. Yeah, rented lip. I need that. I need, <laughs> I need my medical marijuana. Your creativity skyrocketed. Uh, all the, the all the stuff you're into, which brings us to the close of another part. Let us know when this. Uh, give us the info about this game show again. Okay, Thursday nights on Thirsty Thursday, oh yeah, 8 p.m. through 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Let's Party with Loren is a game show you'll find on Facebook and YouTube. I'll be hosting. Each week we'll have a different guest. We'll play some games. We'll have a drink, maybe smoke something, and have a lot of fun and not worry about reality for about an hour. And then we could all go back to our worlds going, thank goodness we had some fun. See you next week. <laughs> Yeah, and on that, we will see you next week with part four of the Loren Malloy interviews. So this is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio saying see you next week and take it ace. Hey, I'm Mike Kingston, the writer and creator of Headlocked. And I am WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And guess what you're listening to? You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey, guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C-K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. Hi everyone, this is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for my comic book pick of the week. So back in 2005, I was a young man, and I went to the movie theater, and I saw this movie uh, that was based off of a graphic novel called Sin City, which was written, drawn, and basically all over created by Frank Miller. And I got to tell you, I, I really liked the movie back then. Uh, fast forward nine years later, you have the sequel, which is really kind of a prequel, which let's not even get into that, uh, called Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. And today, my pick is the graphic novel Sin City, A Dame to Kill For by Frank Miller. Hence the music before from the opening sequence. As stories go, there is probably not more of a noir story out there that you could read than anything that Frank Miller put out in, under the Sin City banner. Um, extremely heavily noir, definitely very adult I always like to caution you, this is not something you should be reading to your kids, um, but definitely a very adult noir comic. And if you're really looking for something for you to read and you like 
you know, the old noir movie, noir movies with, you know, Humphrey Bogart and that classic black and white feel, this comic is a good read. It's a really fun, enjoyable, gritty, pulpy, dark story. Um, the movie itself, not bad. Now, it came out to mixed reviews, but I got to tell you, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing as the first Sin City movie. It's dark, it's pulpy, it's based off of the same material, so don't why people didn't quite like it, I don't know. That I don't know why they were looking for something more or different from the first one. The whole point was that it's a continuation of the stories. But anyway, about the graphic novel, let me read to you from Wikipedia. A Dame to Kill For is a comic book limited series first published by Dark Horse Comics in 1993. It is the second story in Frank Miller's Sin City series and the first to be published in miniseries format. It was written and drawn by Frank Miller, and it has since been reprinted in graphic novel format in four separate editions. The plot. The story begins as Dwight McCarthy, working as a photographer for a grossly overweight man named Agamemnon, saves one of the old town prostitutes, Sally, from one of her customers, whom Dwight was investigating on behalf of his wife. He then drives her back to Old Town. That night, he receives a call from a woman named Ava Lord, asking him to meet her at a seedy bar called Katie's Club Pecos. Dwight is suspicious of her, as Ava broke his heart four years ago by running off with another richer man, Damien Lord. But the lure of seeing her again is too powerful, and he agrees to meet her anyway. Of course, there's more to the plot, but I just want to give you a little sort of teaser. Never want to try and give you too many... Um, too much information too soon. I want you to read this book yourself and see how much you enjoy it. So it's it's very classically noir with a femme fatale, uh, a good guy who gets sucked into the wrong situation. Um, it's so gritty. <laughs> it's so classically gritty and dark and sexy that if you really love that kind of stuff, if you want some really good escapism, if you're interested in just something that's not a kid's book, this is for you. And it's so popular that being able to get it is very simple. But I'll go into that in a couple more minutes. Let me first play for you a clip from the movie, which best describes the main one of the main characters, Ava Lord. The goddess takes no lover. The goddess makes slaves of men. In an instant, she can see to the heart of you, transform to your deepest desire. To Damien Lord, she was the princess bride. To you, a damsel in distress. She devoured all of you. You cannot defeat the goddess. She cannot die. And that was Dennis Haysbert in Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, discussing the main character, as I said. In a certain way, A Dame to Kill For kind of makes me feel it's like Frank Miller's version of Basic Instinct. Um, it's a very similar plot. It's a very similar concept. Uh, the same sort of feel of uh, that seductress, you know, that you saw in Basic Instinct with Sharon Stone. There's uh, no smoking in this building, Miss Trammell. What are you going to do? Charge me with smoking? 
you know, she knows that she has this power over men and isn't afraid to use it and use it to her own devices to get what she wants in the world. Um, the main, the story mainly revolves around her as well as Dwight, as well as another character, Gale. And again, one of the beauties of reviewing and going over a comic that's already been made into a movie, you get to get some more insight from other people from it. So here's a quick interview uh, from a press junket with Josh Brolin. I am inevitable. And Ava Green, who plays Ava Lord, as well as Rosaria Dawson. Yeah, Ava casts spells on men and with Dwight. It's very interesting because there's a true connection. He's different from the other men. He's probably the only man that she could have ever loved. Dwight's relationship with Ava is just, it's a relationship that's, uh, you know, I mean, what would you call it now? It's codependent, you know? <laughs> that's the modern version of it. You know, he can't seem to let her go. I'm in hell, Dwight. It's worse than I can imagine. You made your bed sleep in it. Forgive me, darling, I beg you. I love you. No. It's just kind of amazing how all the stuff that he's built, the scaffolding that he's built in the last four years, falls away very quickly. You have 10 seconds to tell us what you're doing bringing cops to Old Town. Gail. Dwight. Gail loves him. She's got a long history with Dwight. They keep coming back into each other's lives. Gail is like a sister to him, but she's not, obviously. You know, I mean, they have this intuitive relationship. She has a pull on him, he has a pull on her. He knows that even though their relationship is rocky, that she's always going to be there for him. And so um, they still, that, that great love story we kind of set up in the first film, you, you see it here, even though he has a different face. It's that same, these two people still have a great hold on each other. There's almost like nothing stronger than death or love in, in Sin City. I find it interesting that Josh Brolin says that Dwight and Gail are like, that Gail's like a sister to him, because having seen the movie and read the books, I can tell you, uh, you, you don't you don't treat your sister the way that he treats Gail. It's... Uh, it's a little different. It's not. It's not really good. Um, finally, just as a final note, here's Frank Miller discussing the books, the Sin City books himself. The other one I would name would be when I launched my Sin City series. It was the first time I ever wrote, drew, and created out of whole cloth an entire series. And and for me, that was a terrific restart to my career. It was like being born again. When I came with Sin City, I had just moved to Los Angeles. And you can't really draw Los Angeles without drawing cars, and lots of cars. Lots of vintage cars, lots of beautiful cars. The characters became defined by three things, really. Their job, their guilty secret, and their car. So yeah, that's this week's pick of the week. Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it pretty much anywhere. Just Google it. You're going to find it. Um, if your comic book store is finally open, uh, I know if you're living in New York, we're in Phase 4. Retail is definitely good to go. Then you can definitely find it at any comic book store. Go get it. You're going to enjoy it, especially if you're, you know, been stuck inside, entertaining your kids, and you want something just pulpy, gritty, dark, and, and adult for you to read. I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. Have fun. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... 
Walk down the right back alley in Sin City, and you can find anything. So be safe and be healthy. Take care. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hey, it's Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're talking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, starring my favorite actor. Johnny Depp. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, um, I'm a big fan of Willy Wonka and um, the Chocolate Factory back in the day. So, to, you know, but hey, let's talk about Charlie. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you think of that film? I love it. Like, the graphics are amazing. Everything that happens, like, it's so cool. It's... It's Oompa loompa Yeah. <laughs> What's Oompa loompa <laughs> I don't know. I was an Oompa Loompa. I just made it up. <laughs> don't steal my terms, people. <laughs> Dude, funny. So well, tell me. I remember one time I was watching the movie and I was just like, how did they get, was the chocolate fountain real? Like, I wonder if that was real. Do you think that, like, they actually... Well, I'm I'm sure it's not, like, a real all chocolate. Yeah, but, like, I wonder what else they had to mix into it. Could be oil. They do that with fondue. It's, like, oil and chocolate to make it flow. You know, or they oh. mean, like a brown water somehow. I don't know. We'd have I to don't look. Think that. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to look behind the scenes and see what uh, they made this stuff out of. You know. Um, yeah, I watched the behind the scenes once, and apparently there was only one actor for the Oompa Loompas, so he had to play each part over and over and over again. What do you mean he played it yeah. over? Oh, that's right, because he did different moves, right? Yeah. Okay, but then they put them all together, I guess. And yeah. And like millions of him kind of thing in the uh, computer graphics world. That must have taken forever. <laughs> probably, probably. But what did you think of, um, did you like the Charlie kid? Yeah, I liked him. I think he was a good, it was a good pick for the actor, like, was perfect for that role. Yeah, I think he did a great job. Yeah, you know, he really uh, did. And what do you think about Mr. Depp? He was good. Like, I honestly didn't notice he was... I didn't notice that was Johnny Depp at first. I really didn't. Like, I feel like he looks so much different than... Yeah, well, he's very different in each movie, you know? You haven't seen, like, um, Edward Sinister's hands yet. Or you haven't seen... Well, you saw the Pirates of the Caribbean and how different he looked there. Uh, but he looked more like Johnny Depp than he did in Willy Wonka. Like, he looked yeah. more like himself in Pirates of the Caribbean than... I guess so. He's a, um... he He's like a master of disguise. There are other movies that he's in that you probably would never 
watch because they're so weird. Um, yeah. Oh, for example, like uh, Alice in Wonderland, he does not, I don't think he really looks like the, the Mad, Hatter. Mad Hatter. Yeah, he was great in that movie too. He was so weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think um, it was a Tim Burton film. Dude. Yeah. So we know that's strange right off the bat, right? Yeah. <laughs> but fun, you know? We should see Edward Scissorhands. I think that will be like one of the Johnny Depp movies you should watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be great, you know? You'll probably have a lot of fun watching it. But anyway, I think this uh, version of the Charlie and Chocolate Factory was definitely weird, like his leather gloves and stuff. Yeah. Right? Who was your favorite character? Who's my favorite character? Well, that's the other part, right? Who I don't know. I mean, I like. Um, I mean, I guess I like Charlie and Willy Wonka for the most part. Um, yeah, me too. I think Willy Wonka is my favorite one. But what did you think about the other kids, like Violet Beauregard? They were really good at. They are really good for those roles. Like they were literally perfect. I could. I don't think I'd picture anyone else in those roles yeah i guess that's a good point actually you know what my favorite part of that movie was i think it was the squirrels oh my god that was good if you haven't seen the movie yet you know this is an older film but you know um the squirrel part was awesome uh i would definitely recommend seeing that so would you say people should watch this film yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay good well anyway we hope that um you guys watch it try to do it in a summer series maybe or something i think it's on netflix now yeah it's on netflix both versions both versions right oh maybe Mm -hmm. we'll talk about uh the gene wilder version another time Mm -hmm. anyway thanks a lot uh for listening Mm -hmm. stay safe stay connected and healthy stay healthy stay connected (laughs) goodbye see ya hi everyone this is tom christopher I had played Hawk on Buck Rogers on the 25th century, and you are listening to It Came From Radio. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on It Came From the Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you missed any part of this show, Stop. go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to the archives. will be up in a week or so. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From the Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.